Welcome, everybody, to Sharpen That Axe, a podcast dedicated to strengthening your skills as a guitar player. It's been a while, but I'm still able to say that. Uh, my name is Dylan. This is John. Uh, if you do not know who we are, you can go through our um, very extensive back catalogue of episodes uh, with a lot of guests. Welcome, new listeners. Uh, I have not been able to promote this as much as I'd like to because I've taken a break from Instagram. A little peek behind the curtain there for January. No instagram you uh, but that ends soon. So, yeah. John, it's that been a while. so well. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, uh, yeah, do it, doing okay. Trucking along. That's it. Trying to play some guitar, you know. That's the point of this podcast. Thank you for the Ooh. awesome segue there. Uh, back to, yeah, guitar, all things guitar. So this is uh, our guitar podcast. Welcome. And um, we usually start the podcast with a little thing called Lick of the Week, um, where one of us picks a famous riff or a lick or maybe even a cheeky solo and we discuss it and uh, john has been following a very linear uh, history of rock and roll lick of the week uh, kind of pattern while i have been picking just random pieces of guitar music that i like uh, so this is going to very much show uh the difference between john and i because john is very much a um shred gent um uh, fusion all kinds of music enthusiasts and i'm just a bit of a basic guitar bitch so (laughs) (laughs) so yeah john you'll probably you'll you i i I think you'll know the band i'm i'm about 60 70 percent sure you're going to know who this is or what the song is so yeah whenever you're ready anytime you say that i feel like oh man the pressure's on pressure's on so here we go let's give it a shot Oh my gosh. Um, uh, Which early 2000s indie guitar band is uh, <laughs> Is it the Killers? It's not the Killers for okay. shame. Yeah. No, okay, this is okay, this is great because this is what I wanted to talk about. I was partially hoping that you wouldn't get this. First of all, it is the okay. strokes. It's not f- um, Oh, the strokes. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's too oh, late. Now. Okay, of course. So yeah, it was like, I was trying to, I, I doubt, so I was thinking like Strokes, Franz Ferdinand, or The Killers, and I was like, I don't mm-hmm. think he'd pick The Strokes, but ah, a lack and a lass. Yeah. So okay. yes, the uh, lo-fi New York uh, rock and roll renaissance kings, The Strokes. So this is Reptilia, this is off their second album, Strokes course, uh, came to... I don't know, it came to prominence in 2001 with their uh, album, Is This It? Which, uh, yeah, I was, I think it was just turned 11 when it came out and my dad got it and he was a really, really big fan. And he, it's just, it was, you know, because guitar music basically died come like late 90s. It kind of moved into Mm -hmm. sort of like, all guitar music was kind of metal based or yeah, it was uh, pop was everywhere. Pop was the big thing pop. And then the occasional green day song, you know, they come in and uh, hope you had the time of your life and then they'd leave again. And uh, (laughs) yeah. So I I suppose I picked this because this is in terms of like guitar songs that have come out in the last two decades, this is from their second album, uh, Room on Fire, which I'm not a massive fan of. But the reason I'm bringing this up, bringing up the strokes is because they brought out an album last year called The New Abnormal, which was one of my favorite albums of last year. It was like a real comeback of like, you know, decent guitar music, decent, simple uh, three and a half minute guitar songs. And I feel that when it comes to guitar riffs or 
you know pieces that they've done they can play but they're very much fitting within a certain template of music it's all very octaves and single note riffs and very very occasionally they'll bend us bend a note but then they'll they'll bend it right back to where it was and yeah this was a big song this was on the uh, a lot of different guitar hero games this was very much like people trying to prove that the guitar was still relevant but i think it's a great riff it's, it's deceptively hard to play in terms of the because it's not just octaves it's also like there's some like sixth shapes in there there's some third shapes and it's it's kind of flying all over the fretboard so yeah i've tried to learn also that song does have a really nice little solo but yeah i mean at the time there were so many of those kind of cookie cutter bands that were very much influenced by the strokes you've got franz ferdinand kings of leon the killers um editors loads of bands that were kind of around for one album because it was this Mm -hmm. skinny jeans explosion and then, yeah, I recently heard the term landfill indie, which is like, you know, you come out, you release one song. Yeah, it was a, there was this big, big list of landfill indie songs by bands that were only around for one album and then kind of packed wow. it in because it kind of was very much a wave that crashed very very abruptly and um, but yeah the strokes are still going and making great albums and i just wanted to highlight that just in case people thought they were that band that wrote last night and then faded into obscurity uh but yeah it's it's a weird it, it was a weird time for guitar music i think um but I'm, I'm, yeah I'm i think for it. I, I think what's interesting about it too it, it definitely has this uh hearkening back to something like kind of uh you know rolling stones not not necessarily satisfaction type stuff but yeah it's it has that sort of that vibe to it and especially like you mentioned just this idea of the lo-fi kind of explosion Mm -hmm. that yeah really it it had this nostalgia vibe to it where it's kind of like it has that am radio vocal sound which Mm -hmm. was was really interesting and um i don't like you're saying, I, I don't think it's fair to just kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater. Something important happened in that time period that I think opened the door for a resurgence of guitar music because it was, these were hummable tunes. They weren't overly complicated. It gave people an in to playing the guitar. It's similar like Jet, uh, which kind of more falls oh. off of this. Uh, it, I wouldn't put them necessarily in the same category, Jet's kind of channeling a little bit more like Led Zeppelin too. Um, yeah, ACDC. Yeah. Not like uh, who's who's that band now? Yeah, the the kids that play the Led Zeppelin. Oh, Rhythm Greta Van Fleet. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Not, not a huge fan. Not a huge yeah. fan. Uh, I think we've talked about that in the past. Yeah. But exactly. I, I think when you're you're looking at what the Strokes did or what Franz Ferdinand did, you know, Franz Ferdinand too had this like that uh, the the backbeat that they had on um what take was their out. main hit yeah take, take me out like that's a cool that's a cool groove yeah. it's a great and song. Yeah. um it's it's really well written really well constructed super catchy and it's it's just down it's just stripped down rock and roll you know yeah. and that's the thing i think when you look at these bands um they're not overproduced and except maybe the killers but the uh <laughs> the yeah, look, looking at these bands from that time period, the, the whole point was to kind of like strip back the veneer. Um, it wasn't super angsty grunge stuff. So coming out of that, it wasn't 
this high glass pop music that you're talking about, but it was Rolling Stone style cigarettes, skinny jeans, yeah, it was nostalgic, black yeah. shoes, you know, t-shirt. And that's what it was, man. Like it was just, it, it, it needed that call back to a James Dean style rock and roll. And that's, I think that's what it gave us. And I think yeah, it's, I, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I, that's a very good point. I think it's 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 an attitude that comes with the, you know, it that that comes with the guitar being slung really low that you're really going to hurt yourself if you keep playing like that song. Um, but I, I think that as well, you know, there was the early '90s, which you know was a period that encouraged a lot of people to pick up a guitar, and then that didn't really happen for a while. That kind of dropped off, mm. and then like I have friends that are you know a few years younger than me that were like the Strokes was it. The reason I picked up a guitar was that you know, and even wow. Kings of Leon, who came out like you know two years later, were like, oh no, the Strokes were like the reason that we started playing music, and it's just it's a thing. Like, and don't get me started on Kings of Leon now they have evolved into something that I absolutely despise because I really like their first yeah. two albums. But anyway, well, just one more quick fact. You know how you can listen to isolated uh, tracks on, you know, from, from famous songs on YouTube? Yeah. I uh, highly recommend, or uh, I suppose, what's the opposite of uh, disrecommend, people to listen to the isolated vocals from this song, Reptilia, because it is the most poorly mixed terrible vocal performance <laughs> but in the song it works it it really does because it's it's very much a jigsaw of all these different things coming together and delivered with such a swagger that when you put it all together it works but isolated god awful god awful <laughs> anyway fascinating. Moving, fascinating moving on so uh so uh, the reason i'm, I'm i spent too much time on instagram over the Christmas holiday. And that's why I needed to take a break for January because I was looking at people, I was having fun and looking at people on Instagram, having fun, but also doing the same thing as me over Christmas. So, but one of my favorite Instagram discoveries over the last year was a, a profile called The Lazy Guitarist. And essentially what really uh, intrigued me was I'm a lazy guitarist. I can relate to this message that this person is sending. Who is this? Why is their content so good? Why do I resonate so much with what this person is doing? So um, one night I got a bit drunk and I messaged him on Instagram and was like, hey, do you want to come on my podcast? And uh, he <laughs> he like graciously responded. And yeah, so this is um, The Lazy Guitarist. This is Mike uh, from Cambridge. I think this is the first podcast he's ever been on. And he, uh, I, I really loved it. I thought we had a really nice chat, a uh, really nice, really nice fellow. Um, yeah, we just, we just talked about, you know, I, I even, I, I'm, this is terrible for an audio medium, but I'm holding up his book, his practice planner book right now. And yeah, I, I, I really like what he has to do. The, the path of least resistance, making guitar fun, making it easy and digestible and doing it in small chunks, which we are uh, big advocates for over here. So yeah, John, unless you have anything to add, we can uh, maybe proceed with our little interview. Cool. So uh, we are here with the lazy guitarist, aka Mike from Cambridge. Uh, Mike, thanks so much for being with us today. Ah, oh, pleasure, guys. Thank you very much for asking me. Yeah. So I, I suppose I'll, I'll get the ball rolling in saying that uh, I discovered your Instagram. I think it was probably September, October, um, in you know when I was doom scrolling through, <laughs> and you know it, it really captured my attention. I, I think it was maybe Ryland Guitar or one of those other people commented on what you were um, on, on a post. And I was immediately captivated by the variety of ideas that you got you were sharing. So also the name, like the Lazy Guitarist. I'm a 
crazy guitarist. So I could very much relate. Right. Uh, and it, it, it basically, the sentiment that I was seeing really, uh, really vibed with what we try to prophesize on our on our uh, on our little podcast here in terms of like the most of a practice routine. Sure. Uh, not getting too stressed and you know breaking it into chunks so um mike I, what inspired you to start the lazy guitarist would you be able to to shed some light on that um yeah for sure i mean uh covid is one of them <laughs> i've been working as a musician for the last you know few years i've got a studio um but it's all been closed down all the gigs have been cancelled and i just thought sure. oh well maybe i can contribute to this online community in some way um and I've really enjoyed it, actually. I've spoken to so many interesting people that I never would have done. Um, and it's great. I mean, I call myself the lazy guitarist. It's because I cannot be bothered to practice for hours, man. <laughs> to be honest, I, I get distracted and I lose concentration. But I have found that the good news is that you can do short practice sessions and still make good progress, um, yes. so long as you have a good structure in place. So maybe I should have called myself the reasonably well-prepared guitarist or the high-efficient <laughs> guitarist, but it <laughs> doesn't have the yeah. same ring, does it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what is it? It's like um, uh, prior practice. I, what's the expression I'm thinking of? I'll, I'll come to me later, but uh, poor practice results in piss-poor performance or something like that. Yeah, so, I know the one. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's a big part of it. Yeah, I, I, I think we can all attest to that. Um, cool. So, I mean, just in terms of, you've got a lot of content out there on both your Instagram and your courses. You just released, uh, basically, I think it's something that every guitarist needs in that it's a planner. It's like a specifically designed for guitar practice planner. I mean, we all have notebooks that are maybe you're three pages in of like, oh, I'm working on this. And then it kind of falls apart after. Yeah. You really take with the planner. Would you be able to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, sure. I mean, I just thought that you're right, everybody should be making notes probably of what they're practicing, at least if they're taking it seriously in some way. Um, and I've been through that phase of two or three scrappy notebooks all dog-eared and pages falling out. And, you know, I just thought maybe we can combine it into a, something specific for guitarists. And there are other ones out there, but I've sort of found that they can just be expensive, plain notebook. Um, so yeah, I've stuck yeah. some tab in there in case you want to make notes of your session or stuck a few quotes in to try and keep you inspired and motivated. And um, it's just just a way of, of keeping yourself on track, really. Yeah, which is huge, I think, because we can all be, we're all guilty of like skipping a day or two of, of practicing. And then you kind of forget, oh, I was practicing the Steve Vai spider exercise at 120 BPM, I think. And it just, it all kind of falls to pieces. Exactly. Yeah, I, I like uh, I like how you have it broken up into sections, for example. So if, if you want to talk a little bit more about it, you've got things like goals, months, like it's designed to be kind of a practice planner for a year. Is that correct? It is, but I've also seen ones where it's all dated and you think, oh, on Monday this day, I'm going to do this. And then if you miss one, well, you end up feeling rubbish about yourself. So I've carefully kind of left it undated. It lasts a year assuming you're doing four practices a week which i think is about right for most people um, um and then like you say there's a goals section and just somewhere to note what you've achieved in the last month every four weeks 
Brilliant. If you're if you're a practicing like a maniac, you might get through it in six months. But yeah. fair play to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I think it's, I think that format's really helpful. We've talked a lot about goals as well um, on the podcast. When you're, yeah. when you're thinking about that, like how, how do you approach setting goals or how do you encourage, if someone's going to take your course, do you talk about the goals? Do you talk about how to, how to approach that and how to take those small steps to succeed? Yeah. Um... If someone's going to buy my course, it's probably because they can't be bothered to write their own practice plan, which is fine. <laughs> you know, they're as lazy as I am. Um, but in terms of, of creating a, a plan to work from, everything's better with a plan, isn't it? I mean, I yeah. often use the analogy of weight loss and fitness because you can have all the drive in the world, but unless you have some real structure, it's very hard to make those results happen. So Absolutely. what what we're trying to do is turn what seems like a, a mammoth undertaking, which is essentially, I want to be a quality guitarist and turning it into an achievable routine. Um, mm. Because with, with that, then you can build consistency. Um, for me, consistency is, is king. Um, yeah. on, on the one hand, you have inspiration and motivation, which are incredibly sort of powerful forces. You can, you can get a wave of inspiration. It can drive you to do all sorts of things. You could practice for three hours. You could subscribe to a new learning platform. You could empty the joint account on a shiny new instrument. I don't know. You've all been there. But that motivation is sort of, it's hard to maintain. Yeah. Um, so when you come in on a, a Thursday evening in the rain and you just don't have the drive, there's a big difference between having to work out what you're going to play and search through all your resources compared to, oh, I'm doing 20 minutes of alternate picking. And it's just a mindset mm -hmm. thing, really. And if, if somebody has 20 minutes, I mean, do you recommend breaking that into maybe like four or five minutes? Because we're, we're big advocates of chunking here in terms of like, you know, mm. manageable uh, chunks for, for basically kind of doing anything. And so do you think that is that, a, is that part of your... Your, your mantra, I suppose, your, what you recommend for, for players who are looking to fit in like a 20-minute practice routine here four times a week? Yeah, don't, don't overdo it. I wouldn't say do five yeah. different things in that 20 minutes because you could lose two or three minutes between each one, you know. Um, sure. But you're right, it's, it's, it's our attention span, isn't it? I was, I was yeah. reading a, a um, study the other day which claimed that the average person's attention span has fallen from 12 seconds in 2000 to eight seconds today, wow. maybe due to smartphones and, and that sort of thing. But wow. you just cannot expect your brain to, to stay concentrated for anything much beyond 20, 30 minutes. If you're in your, yes. in your hour of guitar practice, are you truly paying attention or are you just mindlessly repeating Playing, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. so keep yeah. it snappy. You're absolutely right. Most important thing. Yeah, you know, try and minimize the minor pentatonic wanking, and <laughs> you know, we're all guilty or, of from time to time. Or make sure that there is some minor pentatonic wanking in your routine, but it's not every time. You know, yes, you've got to give exactly, yourself yeah. those little pleasures as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> tastefully done. Uh, 
Sweet. So I think like when people try to make their own practice routine, what are some of the kind of the mistakes you've seen or like, is there any, well, I mean, if you could sum up some of the, the most important advice or the, the advice that you found most useful in developing this whole lazy guitarist, um, I, I suppose that your website and your Instagram profile, are there any like golden nuggets that you think would pretty much apply universally to every player? Mm, sure. Um, number one, make it achievable. You know, don't commit to a plan that's taking up too much of your time. If if you say you're going to practice every day, that's fine for a week or so, but maybe become unachievable in a week or so, and then, and then you end up feeling crap about yourself. Yeah. Um, so make sure that you're planning to do something that you can do two months down the line. I love it. Um, I would say plan at least a month's worth of practice. Mm-hmm. Because repeating sort of a weekly routine can quickly get boring it might not give you enough variety and um yeah if you can take the effort to do a whole month's worth um include stuff that you really enjoy doing because otherwise the whole thing seems like a chore yeah covering a song is guitar practice yes and we're, yeah. we're big fans of that as well just in terms of like there's just so much you can get out of learning and transcribing sometimes by ear and um, not just going on to ultimate guitar, you know, exactly. that, is, that is practice. Um, and it's such a good feeling when you look at your plan as, ah, oh, yes, today I'm learning a song from my favorite band. That's it. it. Yeah. Peps you up and, a little bit. Yeah. And being able to, it's that idea of, you know, it's, I, I think it was like Jerry Seinfeld had this thing where he'd have basically a calendar month, just a calendar on the wall. And every time he'd, every day he'd sit down and once he wrote one good joke, he'd just put a circle around the day. And the idea of seeing all the days line up, like he didn't want to miss a day. It's that idea, yeah. of, like if you've done a couple of weeks worth of practice, you're not really going to want to break the chain. Yeah, well, that's an accountability thing, isn't it? It's an interesting force. I guess if you've got a, a guitar teacher that you see one-to-one, they probably keep you accountable. You know, yes. if you don't practice, they will tell and they'll probably be disappointed in you. Um, <laughs> but in COVID times and where a lot of people are choosing to learn through online platforms, you need to be accountable for yourself. So having a plan that you can tick off every day is really good for that. And then you get that feeling of guilt when you should have practiced, but you didn't. And that's good. You know, that means, that means you're committed. As long as you don't think, oh, no, I failed my new routine and give up. You just think, oh, well, that's an opportunity missed. Next time I'll smash that session and feel good about it. Yeah. For someone who named the Lazy Guitarist, you're very busy on... on, on, (laughs) get a lot done. It's it's really great to see. One thing that I've noticed is uh, I highly recommend to everyone listening to follow you on Instagram immediately. Um, One thing I've noticed is like you've got it really set up in that you've got like every three posts you do a a great often like I haven't I hadn't heard of many of them quote from a guitarist that's quite like you know in terms of like you know practicing and trying to get better but you also do these quizzes on your Instagram stories (laughs) which um, are really well thought out and they cover like everything from what chord is this to what is the outline of this guitar um which i've always found it like really really interesting how you managed to fit that in (laughs) like like in terms of social media would you recommend like are there any players or any pages or anything that you found to be really beneficial or really i don't know uh yeah beneficial i suppose to guitarists who want to improve because sometimes it's like you'll go on 
uh, you know, Ariel Posen's guitar page and you'd be like, oh, what's the point? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you want to play guitar less because he is so good. <laughs> um, how, how have you found social media or, or YouTube to be as, as a tool to, to, to getting better? Yeah, good question. Um, it's a funny old world, isn't it? There's, there's a certain degree of, of the guitar world that seems to just be a look at my big cock showing off competition. <laughs> and I try my best not to engage in that um, yeah. because it feels a bit toxic to me. But beyond that, there's, like you say, a, a huge community of people and, and there's people with such excellent ways of delivering their knowledge that that you can probably find something that really speaks to you. Um, you mentioned Ryan Naylor earlier. He's, he's a really good one. He's, all this stuff so clear. And um, he's, I, for me, it's about getting a mix. Um, some excellent players that are going to inspire you. Mm-hmm. Some genuine human beings that are going to interact with you and, and yes. follow you and work with you on your journey of someone that might not be as good a player, but they might want to ask questions and, and are genuinely interested. I'd much rather speak to someone who's not a good player, but wants to learn. Yeah, yeah, um, 100%. And then there's some excellent tutors out there that can break things down in ways that I'd never be able to. That's, 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 that's a really good way of looking at it. And I really like how you pointed out that it can be a bit toxic in terms of like, you might think of it as like, Instagram can kind of seem like a bit of a pissing contest in terms of like, yeah. Your, your prowess and like how good your camera is for you recording the stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, sweet. I, just, uh, I, I, I'm curious, like, are, are you, so what are you practicing right now? Are you like, are you practicing anything yourself? Are there any points of improvement that you're focusing in on? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, now that I've written this Lazy Way course, I basically follow my own plan. Um, most of my work is as a function guitarist, so I need to be fairly, you know, um, multi-skilled. Versatile, yeah. Versatile, I couldn't think of the word. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, big areas improvement for me. I really need to sort out my finger-picking clarity. I've got these big, fat sausage fingers. I'm a big bloke, so... Um, trying on my hardest to improve my clarity, especially in my acoustic playing, um, improve my speed. I've never been a virtuosic player. I, I'm fast enough to, to get that killer lick in, but I'd like to be able to shred a little bit harder. Yeah. But I've also found in my years as a working guitarist that nobody really cares. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've never, I've never done a gig where they've said, "Oh, could you shred harder?" <laughs> the, gigs, the gigs that pay aren't those ones, I guess. <laughs> yeah, abs- absolutely. I, it's, it's such a, yeah, it's that thing. It's, it's something we've built up in our head. I think that you need to be faster, but mm. it was like, when feel no. and 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 note choice is so much more important, I think, in in real life. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, John, continue. Oh, I was just, yeah, in those day-to-day situations, like you said, you, you, no one's ever played a wedding and had someone go, can you play that Steve Vai lick one more time? So, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's true. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Mike, too, just about the development of the course, um, and, and if you could talk a little bit more about it. So 
uh, basically just just plug it for us. Like why why is it so why is it so helpful? Um, because in reality, not many of us have the lifestyle that would allow us to do this sort of practice and planning. Mm. And you know, we've we've got children, we've got jobs, we've got dogs, we've got whatever gets yeah. in the way. So I've written it basically for people that are at an intermediate level. They know about chord types and they know about minor pentatonics and they know about, you know, all these different aspects, but they just want to be told today we're practicing 20 minutes of alternate picking or today we're improvising over a blues or today we're doing this, got 20 mm -hmm. minutes aside and off we go, hopefully. That's the way it's, it's the idea of it's that idea, you know, of sitting down like a blank page is the most terrifying thing because you're like, where, you don't know where to go from it. So I suppose the idea of having that there when you sit down, you're like, you know what you're doing. That's that's a big part of it. I've tried to make it usable for guitarists. So they you just get an email um, come through a few times a week. It's got the, the tab and the music for the work it's got backing tracks it's got a video demo so you don't have to log into portals you don't have to um that's nice you know, do it. yeah hopefully it's nice and easy to use that's been what i've been striving for just efficiency yeah and i just one more um just about the various uh kind of the, the products on your course uh genre you wary which i love a good <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! I love it. It's, it's, it's great. Um, like I'm, I'm a content writer for a living, so I live for that kind of wordplay. <laughs> so, I, I, could you tell us a little bit about it? It's essentially like a submissions competition. Yeah, it, it's all about variety. Variety to me is so important. Um, keeps the mind sharp. You could, can't be practicing the same thing for two weeks and expect the game, the you know, the brain to remain engaged. Um, mm -hmm. And in terms of genres, you don't want to be that guy that can shred like a demon but can't play a 12-bar blues. That's, that's not yeah. really applicable in real yeah. life. Um, and there does seem to sometimes be a certain amount of narrow-mindedness, shall we say, in the guitar community. Yeah. But then you look around and, and for sure the best players can kick it in so many different styles, you know. Tony Iommi loves his jazz. We've learned Post Malone can smash out a Nirvana set. You've got yeah. to be versatile. <laughs> exactly, um, yeah. So this, um, it's, I guess it is a competition because I've put a few prizes up, um, but I'm not rating the best. If, if you submit four videos, um, then you're in with a chance of winning. I'm just going to send out, you know, like uh, a blues backing track, a rock backing track, a jazz thing, a reggae thing. I haven't finished the tracks yet, so I can't can't let you know but i just want people to have a go at playing four different styles over a couple of weeks just to add some versatility to their playing it's such a good idea i mean especially yeah. like the thing is like getting out of a rush and like in ireland right now there's like there's no gigs everyone is locked up for like uh, until february at least brutal in terms of a nationwide lockdown. So uh, no pubs, which is an absolute bolt. But, yeah, same here. So yeah, I, I think I might have failed this. Um, you know, I, you had me at John Ruary, John Ruary. <laughs> it works better when you read it. Yeah. Um, 
Um, great. Well, I suppose uh, we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up. I know for for a lazy guitarist, you are quite the busy guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I highly recommend players. I, I, I think, you know, everyone should follow you on Instagram in terms of like, you, I can go down a rabbit hole with your stories in terms of like... Oh, you're too kind. <laughs> yeah, so um, please, please keep up the good work. Um, yeah, John, have you any uh, finishing questions before we let Mike like, get on his way? Just, uh, Mike, where can everybody buy your stuff? TheLazyGuitarist.com Perfect. There you You're go. That's a, that's well. a, yeah. <laughs> the planner is on pretty Amazon. Pretty lazy URL. I think you can find it. Yeah, so. <laughs> planners on Amazon. I think that will ship pretty much everywhere. 12 quid in the UK. Not trying to fleece anyone. No, Amazon are taking most of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, yeah, absolutely. And I think if, if people are looking for a place to start, I would really recommend your free guide on your website on how to build an effective practice routine. It's, uh, yeah, it really inspired me yesterday just in, in terms of like going through it. And yeah, I think that I, I love that message of, of not overcomplicating things. And yeah, I, I suppose nothing else to say, but like keep up the good work and keep doing what you're doing. We really appreciate it in the guitar community. That's very kind. Thank you ever so much for getting me on. No, no problem. We'll, uh, might have you on again in the future, but uh, have a good week. Stay safe. Watch Keep up the good work, lads. Thank you. And we're back. Uh, Mike, if you're listening, hopefully you are. Hopefully you listen to this. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for, for, for gracing us with your, uh, your knowledge and your, your presence. And yeah, I, I thought this was a really, really nice thing. Something different. Usually we interview like... Um, uh, <laughs> hilarious australian uh, youtube teachers or dutch uh, jazz gods but something a little bit different or neely brush from our last episode and um, this was something a bit different so yeah i really enjoyed this john john have you any any takeaways or should i share what i enjoyed about it i i think um i i just really enjoyed the the connection I think that we we share there because we had a lot of the same things when we started the podcast we talk about that in the interview um, mm -hmm. and just that it was a cool like hey not everybody has six hours a day to sit down and practice guitar so how do you make the most out of the time you have how do you make progress and that's really where we started as a podcast so it's kind of cool to see all that line up you know I think that, yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, it's great to see somebody with like, you know, creating a platform that's kind of promoting that message that, you know, we, as we said, we're not all Steve Vai with his massive banana hands. We are, you know, guys with jobs and, you know, significant others and, you know, not a lot of time. So yeah, I'm, I'm very much like this. So I've, I've purchased the practice planner and the whole thing is like taking it month by month and setting like four guitar goals and then giving yourself four practices a week for like 20, 20, 30 minutes. And yeah, I'm looking forward to like scheduling February and cause it's got tab in there as well, which, you know, I, I don't have time to print out tab and write out what I'm transcribing. So it's a really handy planner. <laughs> I, I would recommend people try it. One other thing I'd like to highlight as well is that we've spoken before about going on Instagram and getting inspired by what other guitar players are doing. But I think from talking to Mike and from really considering it, and from taking a break from Instagram, I've really noticed that it's it's kind of detrimental to my playing mm, because yeah. you're putting these players on such a high standard. And who knows, these are people that may have like spent hours playing this one lick and then picking the best one and putting it on Instagram. I've been there. We, I think we've all been there. Right. Um, but it can really set like this intimidating bar that you just, it puts you off playing because you're like, what's the point? And I think one of Mike's messages is that 
it's 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 not healthy it's it, it's like you know not going to the gym because you're not going to get the guns on the dude on instagram it's yeah it's it's kind of it's a negative thing and yeah. yeah it's it's funny how your opinion of these things can change when you really kind of break it down if it's like a positive or a negative thing i i think so and you know i think we talked a little bit about that um it, I think it's been a while. I think it was shortly when the, the first lockdown kind of happened and realizing, you know, like the biggest thing to realize is like, this is supposed to be fun in the first place. So, and this was the whole impetus behind me and my like 10 riffs. Like, I'm just going to 10 riffs don't have to be hard. They just have to I, be something that I think sounds cool. Um, and that, that same approach is really for me, it was a big reminder and, and kind of this idea of just like take a tiny chunk of time and do something that's fun because yeah. like this is supposed to be fun. And when we spend a bunch of time and social media has this general effect anyway, right? Like anytime you're on it, you look at Instagram and Facebook or whatever else you're on, you know, and you see, oh man, I'm never going to be as good as that person there. Or it's just th- this guitar wizard that does all kinds of crazy things, but that's fine. That's what they do. That's not what you have to do. Like, what's the thing yeah. you really enjoy playing? Do you really enjoy the two handy tappy crazy time signature math rock? Cool. Go for it. But if that's not your bag, don't waste your time on it. You know? Yeah. A hundred percent. I totally, totally agree with that. Just making it enjoyable because music should be enjoyed. You know, unless you're into jazz. <laughs> then, <laughs> then music should suffer. be work yes exactly <laughs> um you got to work to be a snob so yes. uh cool so this this brings us speaking of practicing and enjoying music john have you been working on anything in particular um yeah so weird weird things speaking of and tr- trying to remove we talked a, a little bit about this recently too just like trying to remove screens right so mm-hmm. instead of having pulling a tab off the internet or even i've talked about the wonders of guitar pro and i still use it but yep. I, I think there's something to be said for pulling away from those screens and i realized i've got tons of books and i got talking with one nerd. of my students who yeah exactly nerd bragging plays, about your books yeah <laughs> who plays and i've got chris zupa's new book too so um of the show. which i've i've mentioned before in in one of the more recent episodes in terms of just there's there's a ton of exercises in there a lot of things to pull out but um i my student anyway plays violin or was playing violin as well and somehow we got talking about technique on violin technique on guitar and then i went you know what i've got these I've got the Sevchek Violin Technique books, which I bought ages and ages ago um, for guitar exercises because I happened to be in a music store thumbing through them and went, you know what? There's a lot of good stuff here. I'm going to grab these. And it is a little bit different um, in terms of how you approach it on a guitar than you would on a violin. But definitely it's a, it's a cool concept. I might try to adapt a few of them to make them more um, guitaristic. And maybe we can get some of those up on the Patreon as well. Now that I've said it, it's out there in the ether, so I should do it. But the uh, it's really helpful. A lot of really good hammer-on and pull-off exercises. You can any of the bowing things you can translate into picking exercises. So um, arpeggios, string skipping, those sorts of things. Um, I don't know much about violin, 
So one of the things he kind of pointed out was a lot of times you have these like where you're jumping strings. You might play something on yes. your lowest string and then you're jumping two strings up and then you play it essentially up an octave. Where on guitar, you might have to shift and jump two strings or you might just have to shift up 12 frets and play the same thing. So um, it's been a challenge, but when you when you start to understand the idea, then you can shift up a fifth instead of an octave or something like that. And it becomes uh, a cool exercise. So I'll have to I'll have to get some of those out for us so that we can adapt the the fancy. Here you go. This is the oh boy, super Sivchik. Yeah, check. Uh, I think is what he was. I don't even remember. But is you're European. Yeah, Octar is. Uh, Autocar, sorry, Autocar subject. There you go. Gesundheit. Yeah, exercises in the second and seventh positions. So oh my. there you go. That's That's been my project. Anyway, among a handful of other things, learning a couple of solos and riffs and things just for the fun of it. But Attaboy. yeah, anyway, what about you and your, so, your handy practice book? <laughs> so the practice book just arrived like yesterday. So that is going to be my my. February practice book but coming to the end of January and um, so I'm doing a course in sound uh, audio production and it has led to me yes. spending a lot more time on uh, mixing and learning about the ins and outs and learning about frequencies which I'd never really learned before but you always seemed to dazzle me with your knowledge of um, in the past so I'm getting there I'm, I'm, I finally learned what scoop the mids means. And um, uh, I too can sound like one of those terrible bands. Um, I, I can sound like Papa Roach now. Um, so yeah, but yeah, who wouldn't want to? So sidebar, there is a Vice are doing, sorry, I'm going to say this right now. Vice are doing a series on one hit wonders or like how this song became popular on YouTube. And it's like 20 minute videos on like Blue WWI and Shaggy's It Wasn't Me. And the most recent one was on Papa Rich, Papa, Papa Rich, Papa Roach's uh, Last Resort and how it became famous. And I'm like, oh my God, what a what a period of, of music. Why did I hit puberty? Oh man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I... I am learning a lot about, I'm spending a lot more time, I, the opposite to you, I'm, I'm actually having to spend a lot more time on my computer and learning about this stuff. So I am currently just playing a lot around, uh, playing a lot around with, uh, it's just garage band. And I know people write off garage band, but I think that because I'm, I'm learning how to use Pro Tools and Pro Tools is such a dense platform with so many capabilities, but also so many, so many, um, such a massive learning curve that I'm finding yeah, myself yeah. when I can retreating back at the garage band for the demos that I'm kind of working on at the moment. And man, just the idea of like stacking pedals and, you know, you can just, the possibilities are endless really with the amount of effects that are on there. So I'm just going through a lot of effects that I've never really played around with before and um, kind of clones of pedals that I could never afford and really having a good time, kind of not so much focusing on technique, but more so on tone because one of the most amazing things about GarageBand is that you can record a guitar piece with a certain amp setting and then you can tweak, you can go back through every, you know, go, you can literally play the piece on loop and change the settings as yeah. you go until you get what you like. It is crazy. So yeah, for, for someone who really has not spent that much of his life on tone, though I was a real pedal chaser, um, a, a gear slot, I believe is the term. Um, <laughs> I uh, did, I, I'm really starting to sit down and kind of tweak and really starting to use my 
ears more because that's really something that like oh I, I i push the button and it does this no i'm i'm really trying to figure out what actually sounds good for the first time in ages so that's taking up a lot of my time in terms of as as opposed to technique but that's what the planner is for planner is for technique and uh, yeah so that's basically what i've been working on it's been a, a a slow miserable january for a lot of people i think but yeah. being able to, being able to mess around with a bunch of tremolo effects has been a lot of fun so yeah that's that, that's it um friends please we, we are we are working on the patreon we uh, have a few more interviews lined up uh, please tell us what you'd like us to discuss uh, if you like our our pod and uh, we're wrapping it up now just as you can probably tell and um, this episode not the podcast and yeah leave us a review we'd really appreciate it on wherever your your pods are casted uh yeah a little word of mouth really goes a long way as well. Um, we love the, uh, the the recent guests we've had, Mike and Neely Brosh. And yeah, it's been it's been a real pleasure. So um, yeah, let us know. Is there anyone you'd like us to interview? Any questions you have uh, that John can answer? Probably not me. Um, please uh, reach out to us on the socials, which I will be manning again come February 1st and sharpen that axe at gmail.com. But yeah, that's, 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 all, that's basically all I need to say for today, John. How about you? uh i don't think so i think it's just catchphrase time that, that yeah i think so stay safe everybody and also stay sharp we love you